Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. And welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Welcome, Rory. Hey, Paul. Glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, I'm glad to do this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this isn't about coaching. This is coaching for potential. Right. And I wanted to start off by asking you, why is that aspect so important on these uh, podcasts that you're yeah, sharing why, with us? Why label it coaching for potential right. rather than just coaching for results? Yes. And I think there's two distinctions there. You know, some managers coach just to get the results they want in their department. And that's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. they're getting things done through people. Boom. Uh, they have a responsibility to get things done. That's what they're paid for. You know, good enough. Uh, but I think you really should coach for potential, and, and you want to see people progress, move forward, you know, excel. And uh, this week we've seen Eric Hosmer go to the San Diego Padres, right. and he's beloved here in Kansas City. He helped us uh, get to his two World Series. We hadn't been to World Series in 30 years, hadn't even been good for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a key component of that. And I remember the the broadcaster recently asking Ned Yost, who's the manager of the Royals, you know, what did he think about that? And, you know, everybody, you know, I think the answer probably most people want is, oh, my God, I can't right. believe he's leaving. And Ned Yost says, I'm delighted for him. I, I, I coach people to help them improve. I help them. I want to see them have success. And, you know, because if he didn't have, if Eric Hosmer doesn't have success, Ned Yost doesn't keep his job. Right. That's true. You know, so you've got to coach for people's success and, and that potential. And now Eric Hosmer's making millions of dollars living mm-hmm. in San Diego and good for him. Right. Uh, but it also demonstrates that Ned Yost can take a rookie uh, that, you know, came from the minor leagues, bring him up. He, you know, and there's no question, Eric Hosmer has incredible skills, uh, soft hands, great hitting ability, just a great player. But, you know, you want to coach for that potential, mm-hmm. and I think that's the key uh, to being a successful manager and is, is coaching that potential. And, and not to put words in your mouth, but that's that part of it makes you more excited about anything, and that's why we're bringing these podcasts to you, right? Absolutely. That's the thing that geeks me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gives me fire. I Just to see people progress, uh, to see people, you know, when I'm working with them one year and they're uncomfortable, they're not sure of themselves, and then to see them a year later – uh, and to see confident, self-assured, growing their people, that's what geeks me up. I want to I see people grow and transform, and organizations grow and transform, and to see profitability. I mean, I can show people numbers of their bottom line will improve if you really, really, really make this happen in your organization. Well, what do you have for us this time to get us all geeked up? Uh, I'm going to talk about <laughs> Coaching for, uh, for Performance by John Whitmore, and obviously it's the legendary book. Uh, it's one of my favorite books on coaching. So if you haven't read it, I highly encourage you to read it if you want to be a really an effective coach, Coaching for, Perform- coaching for Performance by John Whitmore. And he talks in uh, about the multiple benefits of coaching, and there are, are, are many, many benefits of being an effective coach. Uh, but one of the first ones is improved performance and productivity. And we see that uh, over and over and over again of people improving their skill sets. But but to get improved performance, you've got to have that want to, that drive to, to do it. Uh, we talk in, in management skills, uh, the hill will or skill. You know, does that person have the, the willingness to do it? They have any obstacles in their way? Do they have the basic skills to do the job that we're asking them to do? So typically it comes down to performance issues, will, hill, or skill. But if they have all three of those and you coach them effectively, you can in fact get improved performance and productivity in that person. And that's really, that's the first thing we want is improved performance and productivity of that individual. The second one is staff development, and I think that's very important is because you can see your staff grow. And um, with coaching, people learn when they're talking. Um, You rarely learn something new when your manager's talking. But when your manager says, it's just like, 
you, you ever had a tech a, a techno geek? Uh, last week I had a problem with my computer, and mm-hmm. so call the tech guy, and he comes out, and he, all of a sudden he says, "Can I drive?" Which means he's going right. to sit down and 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 fix it. And what I really should have said, because I have this problem a couple of times with the computer, I really should have said, "No, I'm going to drive, and I'm going to drive poorly." Okay, right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, watch me drive poorly and then walk me through the process. And I might have you watch me a couple of times and watch me drive poorly. But I want to learn how to do this so I don't do it again. And I think that's the problem with managers is sometimes we just can't watch people do it poorly mm-hmm. uh, until they get it good. Right. And, and so and, and driving is a great analogy. People do not drive by watching people drive. They have to do it themselves. You got to do it. It's just like riding a bike. I mean, mm-hmm. people can tell you how to ride a bike, but you got to hop on the bike. That's right. You got to get a sense of, you know. Uh, gravity pulling you one way or the other, centrifugal force when you're turning a corner. I mean, because really, literally, when you turn a corner, you're leaning quite a bit. But centrifugal mm-hmm. force, all that weights on those wheels that keep you upright. And sometimes you need to fall so you understand that. Absolutely, well. yeah. And you know, it's the old Chinese proverb: fall, uh, fall seven, get up eight. Okay, boom. Right. You just do it again. That's good. But self development is wonderful. Uh, improved learning. Coaching is learning on the fast track without loss of time from the bench or the desk. You know, some people, when I, t- when I teach this skill, they think like it's going to take them longer to do this. Uh, but really, if you're just talking about telling somebody how to do something mm-hmm. and, they, and you're not absolutely certain they know how to do it and they go back and mess it up, yeah. boom. Uh, I was reading uh, this week uh, uh, coaching, uh, a coaching book by Ferdinand Fornes. And he tells a story in there about uh, a manager put a, an employee on a, on a machine, and he started running the machine, and he damaged the machine, and it was $15,000 to fix it. And uh, so he went to him, and he said, you know, if you would have spent you know, $500 coaching this person, $500 teaching this person how to do it, he goes, well, I don't, I'm not a college professor. How would I know? Mm. And he goes, well, just you know, walk him through the st- steps, you know, you don't have to turn the machine on, but say, okay, what's step number one? What's step number two? Number, what's number three? What would you do? And, or have him watch you once and then, you know, and then you over, look over him and say, okay, now do it, but don't do anything until you tell me what you're going to do before you touch it. Because, right. you know, if you do the sequence wrong, you can damage the machine. But most managers haven't been taught how to do those things. They haven't been taught how to coach, so they just try to tell people how to do the job, and therefore learning doesn't and develop. Then, they, then the, uh, the person really learns when they do it that way. Right. It's just like when, when you drive the car, um, you know, and a great way to drive a car is back into another car. Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Because, <laughs> well, just with, with give you a sense, with teenagers, I used mm-hmm. to be the risk administrator of a city, uh, with teenagers, statistics is there, 50% of 16-year-olds will have reportable accidents that very first really? year. Yeah. Half of them will damage another car so severely, you've got to call the insurance company to pay for it. Wow. Um, so I always bought my kids really, really cheap cars, right, knowing that they right. would wreck them. And I told them all that statistic. And guess what? Because I repeated it over and over again, they never wrecked the car that first year. Really? None of them did? None of them ever wow. wrecked a car that first year, which I, was remarkable. I'm not sure that well, my method was the right method, but I was, I was prepared for, uh, for doing that. Well, my kids followed the statistic, so, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, you know, if you, if you talk to enough parents, we're going to get there. It's statistics are statistics. That's you right. talk to enough parents. The next one, the number four, is improved relationships. Uh, the very act of asking someone a question shows them value. And, uh, and then when you really listen and, and, and show them that you want to hear what they have to say, that's such a powerful motivator that, like, wow, my boss really cares what I think. My boss really wants my opinion. 
And the other thing is it's so persuasive. When I do the sales training, the most persuasive thing is not me talking, not the manager talking, but the employees talking about their successes. You know, when they helped, when they had a successful sale. Would you mind me saying, folks, put a star by that one because it's so easy to do as well. It's just <laughs> easy to do that many leaders forget to do it. Just ask them about That's successes. Right. And, mm-hmm. and let's say they don't have a great success. In my opinion, if they're afraid to try and they try, that's a that's success. A success. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, so often we, you know, they, they have to, ha- you know, people think success is that million dollar sale. No, it's all those little ones when the confidence level grows that they get to the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. But you've, you know, and, and here's the key I always tell managers this over and over and over again an infant falls 1,500 times before they really become competent at walking. Mm. But you never hear a parent going, come on, we're at 1351. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, right. Know, you should have this by now. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you should have, but, but, but a parent never does that. That's oh, right. come here, sweetie, you're doing great, you know. <laughs> so we've got to have that same mindset as a manager, same mindset as a coach. To, to, as they fall, don't become discouraged. If you're seeing progress and you're seeing effort and they're willing to continue to learn to grow, that's what you want to see. Right. And then you'll get that development. Um, and then the other thing is the the next one is improved quality of life for individuals. Wow! And it is it uh, because of the respect for the individuals, respect for each other, and it and it breeds success. And so I think that's one of the benefits that that everybody would like in the workforce is to have that 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 job where you felt like what you said mattered, mm-hmm. that you were empowered to try new things, that you could accomplish something mm-hmm. that's what people they want to feel that they mm-hmm. want to feel that i have value in the organization and what i contribute has value uh the other day i was listening to someone i was on the stairmaster i love to do the stairmaster <laughs> <laughs> and, and so i'm on the stairmaster and two women are talking right next to me and I'm, I'm of course eavesdropping and one of them says she left her job because she didn't like the vision of the company interesting and I thought that's the first time I've ever heard anybody say that. But I, but she goes, you know, I just, I just, they, what they were doing didn't excite me. I wanted to go someplace that that excited me, that that you know, grabbed my heart. She goes, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, yeah, we've got to make a living. But she goes, I don't want to make a living doing something I really, right. really don't want to do. Most everybody's like that, right? Yeah, they want to feel valued, and I mm-hmm. think that's coaching. Coaching does that. Coaching allows you to feel valued. Um, the next one we'll do right before the break is more time for the manager, and I think this is by far. When I see managers, they, they rank this as numero uno. They realize that as they coach, it frees them up. And employees start making decisions because employees will reverse delegate. Uh, if they can get you to make those tough decisions, they'll have you do it. Because then they That's say, right. well, you told me to do this, and right. that didn't work. Uh, whereas if you coach them to go ahead and make those decisions and ask them questions like, if I weren't here, what would you do? And it sounds counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. To not just tell the person, do this and move on. Mm-hmm. It's actually waste time if you do it that way. Right. If you just give them the answer, guess what? Tomorrow they're going to come back with the same question. Mm-hmm. Or, right. And then on the next day, same question. Mm-hmm. The next day after that, you know, maybe a subset of the same question. Right. Um, but you're never, they're going to, because they're just going to reverse delegate to you. You've got to get them to the point where they, you know, make sure the responsibility goes to the level that it's supposed to be at. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got a, you know, a CEO I'm working with now, and she's been training her staff, and she's done a great job. She goes, make sure you bring CEO-level questions to me. Nice. You know, this is a question you can answer. Mm-hmm. You could do this. I believe in you. How would you How would you do it? That's a great answer. I love that. Go get them. You know? 
and and don't come back to my office. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, great, great. Let's take let's take a quick break, and we will be back with more coaching for potential with Rory Roland. Stay tuned. It's your choice. So one day, about three weeks later, we had a crisis occur in the house. And the crisis is this. The bathtub filled up. We've got one kid clean, three to go, and it will not drain. Now, our daughter had taken a bath. Our boys weren't clean yet. We've got to go to a wedding tomorrow. So I, I said, why not just have the boys take a bath in their sister's bath water? <laughs> My sons were not excited about that. I went to them, hey, boys, what do you think? They go, yeah! So then I go downstairs to unclog the drain. I can see the pipe coming down from the bathtub over here, going over here, and there's a big pipe over here. I know this one works. I don't know anything about plumbing as well as know about anything about making decks, right? I know nothing about any of those things. So it is a plastic pipe. I have no idea what possessed me, but I, oh, I just reach up and I start to unscrew the pipe. <laughs> My yell wife yells from upstairs. She goes, it's draining. I mean, it's spraying out. I'm getting drenched. I'm wet. I'm soaked. I'm mad. I'm angry. I yell upstairs, hey, Teddy, give me some towels. What do you need towels for? I'm all wet. How'd you get wet? I unscrewed the pipe. That was stupid. <laughs> He's been listening to How to Build High Self Esteem for three weeks. I think, oh, yeah, get upstairs. He gets this big smile on his face. He's going to use some of the information he's learned. <laughs> and they love this moment, don't they? They love this. He moment. goes, Dad? You can be wet and happy. <laughs> you can be wet and sad. It's your choice. <laughs> for more information on booking Rory for speaking or coaching, please visit RoryRoland.com. Welcome back to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. We're talking about the multiple benefits of coaching, and there's a lot of them. I guess we're not going to give you all of them. I mean, it's only a limited amount of time, but you're going right. to give a, a good list of it. A good list of it. And we just finished the, the last one. We had more time for the manager, and I believe that's absolutely true because you want to spend your time being strategic and what's the next step going forward. If you coach effectively, the employees can do their job without having to be you intervene all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you, you in training new employees, the coaching model that we're teaching helps you train them quicker and faster. So I think that's, a, that's an important key. The other key here that, that John Whitmore mentioned is more creative ideas. And this is absolutely true. I was doing a coaching session this last week uh, with, a, with a client, and one of the employees was talking about, uh, you know, we, we were teaching them how to sell credit cards. And, you know, one of the things that she had never thought of is actually looking at the credit report and then kind of backing in what's the interest rate they're paying mm. on their current credit card. Makes because, sense. you know, the client I had had a great credit card probably a third the interest rate that the typical Capital One would have. Mm -hmm. And I can say Capital One because I'm not an advertiser. But, <laughs> <laughs> right. but, but, you know, a third of the rate. And so they were talking about, um, uh, you know, people want, a, people want a credit card that is, um, you know, the, the rewards benefits credit card. Well, they mm -hmm. give you 1.5% cash back. Well, if you get a credit card with my client, it's less than 10%. If you get it with Capital One, it's 24%, but they'll give you 1.5% mm -hmm. cash back. So now 
going from 24% down to 22.5. And she goes, we, I, we need to make that comparison. And I just right. thought that was, and that was not an idea from a manager. It was not an idea from a supervisor. It came from an employee. And so when you, when you manage effective, when you coach effectively and you ask people, how should we do this? It's remarkable to see the creative ideas they come right. up with. Good. And so the next one is better use of people's skills and resources. And the better use of people, skills, and resources. And I think there's, uh, this is, you know, goes without saying, you, when you ask people questions, how can we best do this job? How best can we manage the organization? They're going to give you a lot of ideas to say how we can be more efficient because they're doing the job and they're saying that we can do this, 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 and this. Um, last week I met, um, I believe her name is Erica Clark. I think she's the world champion for pancake flipping. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. I love talking to high-performance people. Uh-huh. What do they do? And and so I asked her what was the system she did, and she had you know fixed three griddles. So all she had to do was turn. You know, all she mm. had to do was spin. And because you have to you have to cook them, and they have to cook long enough that they're edible. It just can't be raw. Right. And you've got to have enough of the grill space that it that it works. And uh, she had this whole system. And I think people, high-performance people have a system. And coaching is a system that once you develop it, it can help you, you know, be that world mm. champion to, to get that skill set to the next level. So you see improved resources, people, and, and skills when that happens. Um, the next benefit of, uh, that John Whitmore talks about is greater flexibility and adaption to change and adaptability to change. Mm. Greater flexibility and adaptability to change. And because when you ask employees, how can we best handle this or what can we do going forward, rather than the manager coming in and saying, okay, we got these big changes. Right. Okay. When you ask employees, okay, we've got this new system. We're going to install it in six months. How can we be prepared to make that installation work? Mm -hmm. Then you get everybody talking about it. Okay, well, we've got to have some training. Who's going to be the best trainer? Um, How can we handle the process? Uh, You know, what's the time lead time? You know, um, how, are we going to practice the data dumps once in a while to see if, in fact, it all balances? So then when you get everybody talking about it, it's not the manager pushing the, pri- mm-hmm. the ideas, but it's actually employees pulling those ideas out of you because guess what? They start asking questions too. And so the, the power of questions is just so critical to this process. And the only thing consistent is change. Right. So they'll, they'll do one project and then there'll be another one and then another one just so their industry can keep up. Right. And, and be competitive, I guess. Right. right. We're just seeing yeah. change accelerating. Mm-hmm. And then the next benefit is more motivated staff. And I've seen this work very, very effectively. Um, when, when you ask employees to be involved in a process and to say, mm-hmm. how can we do this together? All of a sudden, they're not being, you know, not being told, okay, got to do this, 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 and this. I'm like, oh, man, I got a to-do list. But if you can create that to-do list and then also within the department say, okay, who wants to do this aspect of it? And who wants to do this? And who do th- so that people do that thing in the process that they're good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, focusing on people's strengths, not of their weaknesses. And so if a, if a boss assigns them and doesn't really do a coaching model, and like on the last uh, podcast, we talked about the 12 questions. Well, if you ask those 12 questions, you're going to get a great sense of people's strengths. Mm-hmm. And you want to put people in a spot where their strengths are. But when people work together in a team, do they have a sense of what people's strengths are? They do, mm-hmm. and what their weaknesses are. You know, one person might be good at, um, you know, giving, you know, making the presentation to the board, whereas other people might be better at creating the the, the PowerPoint. Uh, you know, my skill might be I'm going to make the presentation to the board, but other people are going to make the PowerPoint so I can actually click through and tell the board what's going on. So I think those are 
such a great aspect of coaching when you get everybody involved, you get more creative ideas, you get just the process, and you get more motivated staff. Uh, let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. I've seen managers and coaches really um, not really identify what really motivates people. They mm. they think it's something else. Have you ever seen they just assume it's something like more mm-hmm. money or something along those lines? Yeah, and, and I had a challenge with a client just last month. Um, their management team truly believed that money was really the biggest motivator people. Mm-hmm. It's not. Right. You know, it, it's a sense of accomplishment and a sense of appreciation. There's the tip for the day, okay? There's the right. tip for the day. There's a secret tip in, in the rest of this <laughs> right. podcast. People, people have, you know, they've got to make money. Don't get me wrong. Right. M- but, but a sense of appreciation and a sense of accomplishment are really the strongest drivers of employees. Study after study after study have shown that. But managers think it's always money mm-hmm. or it's, it's benefits and things like that. And, you know, those are important. But, you know, you would rather, you would change jobs, uh, and, and my wife just did that recently. She mm-hmm. changed jobs because of a sense of appreciation right. or a lack thereof. Right. Now she's at a new job, and she absolutely loves it because guess what? Her boss gives her appreciation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Poppy coaches. Right. Yeah. Right. She, it's a real collaborative effort mm-hmm. in the organization where she works now. And then the final uh, benefit is cultural change. And this is, uh, I think, one of the most powerful benefits to the whole process is and I've seen this with my clients. When we have a successful coaching culture process, the whole the whole culture changes. Um, a great story of this was recently a CEO uh, that's been at this organization for like 17 years. And I asked her assistant, I said, how have you seen her change? And she goes, I've seen her change because now she uses the coaching model that you teach. She, she asks us questions. You know, we don't walk in there nowadays and saying, hey, what do you think? Uh, we know she's going to ask some tough questions, and we have better mm-hmm. done our homework ahead of time, which makes it more efficient. We just don't go in there, and then she has to say, okay, what about this? What about this? I'm going to go back and do some homework. We do our homework ahead of time. And so now that makes the entire organization more efficient. But I think that's uh, you know the, the, one of the greatest benefits is cultural change. Everybody knows that this is the way the process is done. And when you change a culture, you can't do it um, quickly, right. but it's more powerful. Right. I mean, you're really changing everything. Right. And I did this uh, when I was speaking uh, this last weekend in Vegas. I you know, showed them the financials of one of my clients. Mm-hmm. And I'd shown them the financials before uh, I came in. And I said, okay, what's, the, what's your prediction of this organization's financials based on the, what I gave you? And they were all low compared to – and then I said, okay, I came in. Here's the number. And they're going, wow, we would have never guessed that. Here's the number. Wow, we never guessed that. Because – the culture is different now, and what was the the timing that you showed the new numbers? Um, it was about two and a half years difference. Yeah. So it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some clients happen overnight. Here's the other thing. This is and this is I want to do a podcast on this. The moment you recognize that uh, the power of coaching, I want to do a podcast on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's a future one. That's a teaser right. for people. Stay but tuned. I, stay tuned. <laughs> but I went back, and here was the, the question he'd ask, you know, in that moment you recognize coaching, and then he also goes, when, the moment you recognize that when an organization didn't continue to coach. So I went back and looked at the financials of one of my clients I'd worked with about five years ago. I wanted to ask, okay, I haven't worked with them for five years. Have they kept it up, mm. or have they reverted back? Right. And what I discovered is, you know, we went from they were average we made them about two and a half to three times 
better in long growth than their peers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had peers that wanted to know who they were and all of this. And who's, who's, who's teaching you this, this guru stuff that now you're doing this? I went back and looked at them, and they, you know, they only kept me for 18 months. I went back three years since I've been gone. They are now below where they started when I started with them. Oh, wow. So we saw this increase, but clearly what happened is this is the important key. Once you work with a coach, you've got to have somebody in the organization who is the champion for change, the champion for the process. If they don't continue it, all of that momentum is gone. Then then the culture, it really hasn't changed. It'll go back to neutrality. Everything will force back to neutral if if you don't continue the process, and that... Um, is you know that's where my heart bleeds. Going, oh, right. you guys were you were doing so great, and now you're just back to below yeah. average. That's rough. So, but the but the benefits, the, these have been the multiple benefits of coaching. Do you right. want to go through them again, or absolutely, just okay. real quickly for everybody. Uh, the multiple benefits: improved performance and productivity is number one. Staff development is number two. Improved learning, improved relationships. Improved quality of life for the individuals in the organization and for managers for that for that fact. Uh, this one is that the managers love this one more time for the managers so they can focus on those responsibilities that are most important to them. More creative ideas and I have seen this over and over and over idea the the power of creative ideas when you ask employees what do they think it's a remarkable uh, what ideas you come up with. Better use of people's skills and resources. And that just goes out most of what I was saying. You just, you just see more of efficiency, but also more effectiveness in the mm-hmm. organization. Uh, greater flexibility and adaptability to change. Because if we get people involved in it and ask them, how can, how can you help us make this change happen? It, the change is not being forced on them. They're helping develop the change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that adaptability is so important. More motivated staff. And then obviously culture changes in a positive way. And those are, those are multiple benefits of coaching. And you're willing and able to help organizations with this how can people get a hold of you yeah i've been doing it for 25 years now and i'd love to work with them they just call me at, or go to the website rory that's r-o-r-y-r-o-w-l-a-n-d and it's got my contact information i'd love to chat all right well thank you for joining us for coaching for Thanks potential for listening to coaching for potential with rory roland join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.